Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. We will have spoilers for the episode we're discussing, but no spoilers for future episodes. Framing my friends for a murder I committed, I'm Harrison. You totally do that, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not in jail. And I'm Jason, and I agree with the mayor. Shredding things makes me happy. (laughs) What episode are we watching this week? Why, Jason, we are watching season three, episode 15, Consequences. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is the one where there are consequences. Um, uh, this is the basically following directly up on uh, last week's episode as uh, Buffy and Faith uh, face the consequences of their actions in, in it. Consequences was written by our old friend Marty Noxon. Marty? And directed by Michael Gershman. And originally aired February 16th, 1999. Not February 16th, 2000, like the Buffy Wiki says it does. Does it really? So it's not on, like, the actual episode page, but if you go to, like, the list of season... Like, the season three episode... Or, excuse me, the season three page of the Buffy Wiki. It has consequences and choices aired in 2000 and i before we actually started this i was trying to edit it because it it, it would annoy (laughs) the heck out of me yeah that's crazy um marty noxon i so i follow her on twitter and i just saw this the other day and um i it just made me it made me so happy on her uh bio um she said she her bio just says i ruined buffy and i will ruin you too (laughs) um because for listeners who don't know marty noxon took over showrunning duties for buffy uh starting in its sixth season and um season six is a controversial uh we'll say amongst fans yeah. And a lot of people put that, uh, who, people who don't like season six, uh, like to put that on, uh, on Marty Noxon. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a, I saw that and it just really made me, made me Uh, so Jason, please tell me, what are you drinking this week? Uh, nothing too special, just a, a Yingling, but I believe yes. that's, uh, I actually think that might have been what I was drinking in my very first episode that I did with you guys. Maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, like, I, I'll go back and listen, and then I was like, I cannot go back and listen to early episodes. It's, like, so Not cringy. even the one with me? <laughs> <laughs> I I have a hard enough time, like listening to these episodes when i edit them i'm just it's so cringy for me to like like listen to myself i'm like i'm very very critical of myself um and then especially going back and listening to like earlier episodes where we weren't quite as polished not that i'm saying we're like okay i'll i'll listen to it (laughs) i'll listen to it and uh i'll see what what exactly is in my glass that day Um, I am drinking a, like, a rum punch. It's, uh, rum. Like, I think it's, like, one part of silver rum and one part gold rum. 
and pineapple juice and grenadine and actually it's not there's other types of juices in here like maybe orange i don't know john squeezed all the the citrusy fruits and made the drink for me so so i was about to uh i almost had the white trash version of that which is <laughs> uh rum and minute made fruit punch in, ah. in a glass very nice very which nice. i was i was at a lack of what to call it so i called it minute to win it okay that's not bad i can i can be down with that maybe right. maybe next week's episode <laughs> um all right jason it is your week to lead us in a toast okay um Here's to the friends who let us cry in front of them, and not to the friends that frame us for murder. Very nice. Cheers. You know, there's one bit of editing I always look forward to, and it's take out the the long pause while we drink. <laughs> it's always there for me. I always know I can count on it. You should keep it in. It adds to the realism of the podcast. <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> If we were a video podcast, I'd probably leave it in. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the very first time I edited, I was just like, "Why is there such a long pause here? Like that doesn't." And then I was like, "Oh, because we're drinking." Like because we're drinking. <laughs> All right. Um, so consequences. There are some. Let's. Talk. Wow, you're really, you're really piling on those astute <laughs> observations harrison thank you <laughs> and that's the episode there were some consequences <laughs> the end thanks again for joining us on boost <laughs> no no it's not the end we're actually going to talk about it yeah. and we'll talk um, about this freaky ass nightmare that buffy has that is a nightmare that i've had with uh you know with different circumstances mm -hmm. because um, you are very you have a, a very big phobia of like drowning right i do it's it's almost to the point of irrational fear because <laughs> but i think i'd like to try to keep it in the rational realm <laughs> uh, it just it freaks me out it, it's the idea that you're breathing water and and you know if you've ever uh had something to drink and you drink it too fast and then it just goes up your nose or something and it's, it's just imagining that but you know non-stop and yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh, i have never drowned but uh i seems like it would be unpleasant <laughs> like uh yeah so so yeah buffy's having a nightmare she is um uh she's being pulled underwater by the uh murdered alan finch um but when she reaches the surface uh faith is there uh to just push her back underwater um so i i mean i feel like as far as symbolism goes it's pretty uh pretty, pretty obvious nose. what <laughs> yeah what what uh how buffy is feeling um and uh it's a cool, it's a really cool, uh, it's shot really well. It's, it, uh, I imagine it must have been a fucking nightmare to film. Um, oh, I don't doubt it. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, Buffy's nightmare. She wakes up and, uh, she... She is wearing these really adorable sheep pajamas. <laughs> they are pretty I, cute. So I actually, um, I actually took notes this episode and <laughs> wrote down a couple of important things. One was, uh... 
the about Mayor Wilkins enjoying shredding things, <laughs> and and another was uh, the adorable sheep pajamas. So got some good stuff here. <laughs> I came prepared for this episode. Premium. I content. mean, I come prepared for every episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So the Buffy wiki says that Buffy goes into the family room, but it looked like she went into Joyce's bedroom. You know, I honestly don't know because I don't, I don't remember. Does Joyce have a TV in her bedroom? I don't know that, not that I've ever noticed. Um, or though maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking it was her bedroom because it doesn't look like Buffy went downstairs. So maybe it was that third, like, that third bedroom that's up there. Um, maybe it has a TV. Could be. Um, that, regardless of where, what room they're in, um, uh, Buffy is, or Joyce is watching a news report about um, the police have found uh, Finch's body. Because apparently Faith sucks at disposing of bodies. Um, it's um it's it's not like she's dexter or anything (laughs) i mean in her line of work typically the bodies dispose of themselves exactly so you know i i have i have room in my heart for for how this isn't uh this isn't one of faith's skills um apparently neither is lying (laughs) yeah (laughs) two things but faith is not good at uh, in this episode, lying, disposing of bodies really bites her in the ass. <laughs> and, uh, of course the mayor, uh, is shown giving a statement saying that he is seeking out justice and he does such a good job of putting on that mayor face, mm-hmm. um, when he needs to. And it's one of the reasons that it makes him one of the most formidable villains that the Scooby gang has to face. Yeah. Love him. Love you, Mayor Wilkins. Mm-hmm. You're a bad dude, but you're a good villain. Um, we go to the... Li- after we have the uh, Buffy intro credits, we go to the library. And uh, uh, before we get into what actually happens, I want to say that there's a shot of Giles in the library. Um, I think it's the first shot of just Giles. And you can see a book in the shelf behind him that just has words on the spine Wait, it just says words yes oh my god yes. i didn't notice that yeah i don't know if if it's supposed to be a clever title for a book or if it's the worst title for a book <laughs> but it's just words like i almost felt i was at the end of hamlet <laughs> words 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 um i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find a book named words oh i'm Maybe sure that can... it has i'm sure it probably has that as the title and then a subtitle of just you know, a, a research into lexicons or something. What like if it's that. like a dictionary? What if, <laughs> what if the person like pub? It was like a public, like a really shitty publisher, and th- they're like, "Hmm, what should we call this book?" It's just got a list of words, and someone's like, "Ah, that's it, words." And ironically, dictionary is not in the book. Yeah. Yet. It's it's the one word missing from the book words. Or maybe they're or maybe they just uh, maybe you know Oxford English Dictionary, American uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, or whatever those words dictionary. No, it's just you know people don't want to go through that whole title. They just want a book that's about words. So 
There you go. Words. <laughs> all right. The word word has now lost all meaning for me. So. <laughs> um. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so Wesley decides to put uh, Buffy and Faith on the trail of Finch's murder because I believe he said uh, natural or super. We need to know the we need to know the reason that deaths happen and yeah giles doesn't agree neither does buffy but faith is like yeah sure whatever <laughs> yeah i feel like everyone should have immediately like been like wait faith's following orders um <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong <laughs> then cordelia walks in uh, this is so uncomfortable <laughs> And I, I, I think it was written that way. I know it was written that way, but I think they went above and beyond the Call of Duty in this episode. And <laughs> oh, and I love, I love Faith just saying jail bait. Right. <laughs> I my favorite is um when she uh when Wesley's talking to her. He's like, oh, so you uh, teach psychology? And she's like, I take psychology. And Giles just walks past in the background. Drive by. She goes, she's a student. (laughs) (laughs) But in fairness, Charisma Carpenter was 29, I think. None of these these (laughs) students look like teenagers. I'm pretty sure Charisma Carpenter was either older or just like barely younger than Robbie Lamort as Jenny Callender. Yeah. Like, um, this also begs the question, how old is Wesley? Like, it, he's presumably, like, early 20s? That's what I, I was thinking. Um, and there's an episode later that comments on what Cordelia's actual age is, which, I mean, given her, given her year in high school makes sense. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I wish I could talk about that scene, but can't talk about it until later in the season. Also, other question. What do what do people in this school think Wesley is? Is Wesley has he been hired as like assistant librarian? Or is is Principal Snyder just totally fine with this random dude hanging out in the library? I think because he's British and because he wears glasses, people just assume that he's associated with Giles. So nobody asks questions. He's either a friend of Giles or somebody who's helping him with library stuff. Okay, I got, I can be down for that. Like he just that that whole the trope of you know just like walk in and act like you belong there. And yeah, you... yeah. If um, I'm not gonna lie, I. I I did know the librarian at my high school. She was very nice, very friendly. But if somebody else has started working there, that would literally be one of the least things I would worry about. One of the last things I would worry about. Because, you know, high school stuff. Yeah. Uh, Unless, like, you're Cordelia and totally want to, (laughs) like, jump those bones. (laughs) Um, You want to make those glasses foggy. Oh, oh dear. Um, uh, so have we anything else to say about Wesley and Cordelia? Why, why'd least... you say it like that? Why are you saying it like I'm, like I'm oh, no. just some kind of, 
disgusting monster. God, no, no, Harrison. I just meant before before we move on. Because I normally have a list of things just ready to go that are euphemisms for sex. Yes. She wants to cross the British Channel. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Sorry, I just came up with that at the top of my head. What happens next? Buffy uh, tries to convince Faith to confess uh, to uh, to go with uh, her to Giles. Um, Notice how like, she doesn't say Wesley. She oh yeah yeah nobody wants Wesley involved in this at all. Yeah, especially no one, Giles. No one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as we'll see later in the episode, with good reason. Like yeah, Wesley but, fucks up yeah, bad. Yeah, Wesley in two episodes in a row. Wesley does what you said last week. Prove that he's so bad at what he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And this is basically where Faith is like, you were right there with me. Like, if I go down, you go down. Um, so we should seriously call this peace. gaslighting the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy tries to uh, talk to Willow. Um, and this is, we're seeing um, even more consequences um, from last week. Willow is... Um, a little pissed at Buffy from how Buffy treated her last week. And, you know, it almost kind of sneaks up on you because mm-hmm. last week was so heavy on Buffy and Faith that you almost kind of forgot about Willow, which yeah. is exactly what Buffy <laughs> did. Uh, yeah, it's threaded through it's threaded through there very well. Like um, it, it it all it all weaves together um, in a quilt. <laughs> a nice quilt that you would put over yourself while you sleep um so uh, you know willow is is a little little cold towards buffy and um for the second uh, time this season yeah and uh i i it's hard it's you know i hate seeing buffy like kind of rejected in that way but it's it's hard not to see where Willow's coming from. Um, and, you know, I, their, their scene later in the episode is really gorgeous. Um, I actually wrote it down as one of my favorite Buffy Willow scenes. Um, there are so many good ones, mm, but yeah. that one kind of stands out, and we'll get into that later. Um, I did want to say that a uh, big issue that I wanted to bring up... Now, Buffy does say that Faith is her friend... Um, even though Faith kind of rejects that later in the episode. Mm -hmm. But a big thing that Buffy has to wrestle with is whether you should protect somebody that you really care about, maybe even uh, possibly have a crush on, uh, or, (laughs) or, and that's up against doing what's right. And obviously... When we talk about it now, we'd say, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do what's right. Um, But we also don't know when the situation is presented to us who it is that we'd be throwing under the bus. Mm. Like, I know you or frame your friends in an instant. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them. But, yeah, it's and it's such a weird it's such a weird stance to take because 
while it may seem like a black and white issue, mm-hmm. um, doing what's right and doing what protects somebody, it um, th- there's shades of gray. There's shades yeah. of gray to everything. Yeah. And I don't know, I just was thinking about that. And maybe if there's been times that you've chosen uh, protecting somebody that you love over doing what's right, doing what you know you should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain there's at least one time that I've done that, probably more. Yeah. And yeah, I, I what you say about the shades of gray is really interesting because, you know, one wrinkle in this too is the obviously the supernatural element um which we'll talk about a little later um i have some thoughts when we get to uh giles uh buffy talking to giles about all this um but yeah it's not it's not so it's not so easy it's not um so mayor wilkins and uh is partaking in apparently jason's favorite activity it's not a favorite activity, but <laughs> look, when you're shredding things, it typically means that, unless you're hiding evidence... I was about to say, it typically means you're being indicted. No. No. Because sometimes you can just have a lot of paper buildup, and I know a big thing for me is uh, mail that has my address on it. I don't want to just throw that away, so that's when I typically use my shredder. And normally it's when I have a big stack of mail. So when I shred it, one, I don't have to worry about, unless the shredder is full, I don't have to worry about emptying it out. So I just get the satisfaction of shredding it. But then, uh, but then afterwards, you've got, you've got a lot of cleared out stuff. It's, it, it's a very easy cleaning activity to do and makes you feel accomplished. I do not own a shredder, but now I want one. Um, <laughs> you gotta get in on this, man. <laughs> but one of my biggest, like my old job, um, I loved everything about my old job, except we didn't have shredders there. We had shred boxes. Um, oh, we have that in my job. Yeah, where you so anything that needs to be shred, you put in the shred box, and it's like locked, so you, people can't get into it. And then these somebody come. comes by once a week. Yeah, they empty out the boxes and they take the, um, they take it somewhere, shred it, and recycle it. Maybe I need to go work for the shredding people. Like, I mean, yeah, you could do that. Wouldn't that be? That feels like a job that would be so relaxing. Just like that's your job. You just shred documents. I could be down for that. Probably be a lot of heavy lifting involved, depending on where you're going to get that shred stuff out. Great. I mean. Half the time I'm shredding, half the time I'm I'm getting shred. Is that does that work? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like one, that was funny. Thank you. Uh, two, I also just imagine being at work and uh, you coming in and just be like, "Oh, Jason, this is where you work." You're like, what the fuck are you doing here, Harrison? <laughs> I'm the shred guy now. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Mayor Wilkins is basically trying to shred all of finch's stuff that pertain to the wacky demon shit that he's been up to yep um and uh and at this time oh wait a minute nope sorry that's a uh, that's later on my bad um this this episode's a little weird and just how it's paced 
It is, but, yeah. But yeah, uh, I do like how the how the mayor says it's not working. I I I feel bad because <laughs> it's not the shredding is not making me happy, and he thinks, oh, do you think Alan might have been a? Do you think Alan might have been uh, conspiring against us? And now I'm sad because I won't have a chance to scold him about it. <laughs> um, so that does kind of give us uh, a bit of an answer to potentially why he was in the uh, the alley last week. Um, we don't... It's not confirmed, but it seems like maybe he was trying to find Buffy and Faith to give them a heads up about what the mayor was up to. Oh, yeah. He could have been having second thoughts yeah. about this whole thing that he's doing yeah. um, uh he's jealous that uh mayor wilkins is spending more time with mr finch mr trick you mean <laughs> mr trick yeah <laughs> uh but mr trick uh gives the autopsy report um that gives evidence that uh finch was stabbed uh with a wooden with a sharp mm-hmm. wooden object aka a stake so now they think, oh, wow, we can make the Slayers take the rap for this. Yeah, but uh, Mayor Wilkins is, like, gleeful at this. He's just like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Like, well, it makes sense because he... He's... the um, Buffy and Faith are these ever-present threats that he can't attack directly mm-hmm. because of... because they're young girls in the community... And uh, he doesn't seem to have the resources to get at them on the down low. Yeah. So an opportunity... I mean, he was gleeful last week when he thought that, um, oh, the vampires and the slayers will kill each other. Yeah. Uh, so the when in another opportunity for the slayers to be out of his way, that makes total sense why he'd be getting off on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was working out very well for for the mayor. But yeah, then um, Buffy and Faith go in, and Buffy Buffy wants to do some kind of investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, probably probably not for uh, not for Wesley, but for herself, and because yeah. she wants she at this point she wants to know what was Finch doing there. So she thinks that there's possibly some connection with some supernatural thing. Meanwhile, Faith is that annoying person that you bring around that just doesn't want to do the work yep. and won't shut up about it. There's there's a great bit where she's like, um, basically, they don't find any evidence. And uh, Faith is just like, well, all right, let's leave. And Buffy's like, no, that's fucking suspicious. Like, Yeah, no, I think Faith says, oh, well, now we've got nothing to prove. And... Uh, or no, she says, um, she says like, oh, maybe there's some kind of conspiracy. Buffy opens up the empty folders and she says, that proves nothing. And Buffy says, except that somebody wants us to prove nothing. Yeah. So good writing, Marty. Yeah. Good deducting, Buffy. <laughs> uh, Deducing. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Aren't you the writer? No. <laughs> Not anymore. You just ruined oh, no. my confidence, and now I will never pick up a quill again. And the world breathes a sigh of relief. Ah, uh, that was so mean. I apologize for that. Wow. Okay. Uh. I- I'm sorry. That was a low <laughs> blow. 
<laughs> Guys, if if there's a murder that I get accused of in the next couple days, Harrison, frame me for it. Convenient. Convenient. And then Grace is going to be your co-host. And, and that's all she wrote. <laughs> um... So as they are leaving City Hall, they uh, they spot the mayor and Mr. Trick uh, leaving the building. And, you know, basically, you know, Buffy can do math. She's like... Yeah, they both remember Mr. Trick, <laughs> even though he hasn't... Even though he hasn't really appeared um, Yeah, since, they haven't encountered since him Faith, since... Faith, Hope, and Trick? No, they would have... They would have, um, Buffy saw him in, uh, Homecoming on the, the little, they didn't interact, like, directly, but, um, the, like, the video that, uh, welcomed. Yeah, I forgot about that. um, (laughs) So, but, I mean, yeah, they know who this dude is. They know he's, he is evil. And, um, so, you know, seeing the mayor with him, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh faith basically is just like wow shock the mayor of sunnydale's evil (laughs) what a surprise politicians are up to no good (laughs) um although buffy is legitimately surprised she says um don't get that bad guy vibe off of him yeah and this is where faith kind of we get faith's uh uh her philosophy essentially she's like you know, it doesn't matter what face people are showing you. Everyone's lying. You cannot trust anyone. Um, and and Buffy says, oh, you'd know a lot about that. But in all honesty, I think Faith is probably one of the more upfront people. Mm-hmm. She, she really doesn't have... I mean, apart from lying about, uh, about the murder... You know that little thing. <laughs> you know that one she, thing. Yeah, she she wears her she wears herself on her sleeves. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the problem that I have with this episode. It seems like every scene after this is just lead up to the next person trying to talk to Faith about stuff. Yeah. And it it, it becomes a little repetitive after a while. I agree. Um, and this episode is largely. It's not a bad episode by any means, um, but it is. It, it feels largely of a um, a transition. It's more of a connecting piece. Yes, yeah. It is, you know, kind of resolving this, uh, resolving in a way some of the stuff from last week, and then setting up. Um, obviously, the end of the episode is setting up the rest of the season because um, we are kind of in. I, you know, if we're looking at the season in a three act structure. You know, this is kind of your. This is our transition between Acts One or Act Two and Act Three. I would say. Yeah, uh, um, because this, um, a lot of the episodes as of late have been talking about um, the the fall of faith, mm-hmm, really, yeah. um, and uh, yeah. So faith basically says, "Hey, you know, we're slayers. We don't need. We don't have to obey these rules." Yeah. Um, and there is, I think, it's it's sad to see because I do think we see some hope for Faith. 
um, in this scene where she... What about some trick for Faith? Um, <laughs> boo. Um, <laughs> she does express for the first time, and like really kind of the only time, some actual remorse for what happens. She does, she's, she says, like, yeah, I, I do feel bad. Like, I didn't want to kill the guy. Like, but accident... It was an accident. I didn't mean to, and I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna beat myself up over And it's this. a crazy thing that Giles later says this same yeah. thing, that accidents happen in the field. Yeah, and that, that's... I, I feel like... Yeah, it's exactly what Giles says, and um, it's what I was, I was wanting to talk about earlier, but I was like, yeah, we're not there yet. But yeah, when Giles has that line later where he's like, this isn't the first time something like this has happened, I remember watching this the first time and being like, oh, of course it's not. Like, obviously... People get caught in the crossfire sometimes, yeah. and it's it is not, you know, Buffy or Faith killing him. Yes, horrible, but that's not this quote unquote sin that takes Faith down. It's the sin Faith's, is the lack of remorse. Yeah, and the refusal to to own up to it, and mm-hmm. you know everything that happens. Um, Later because Buffy, in this episode. yeah, and Buffy, what sets Buffy apart from Faith is that Buffy is horrified by what went down. Yeah, and even though she wasn't even the one who did it, despite yeah. what Faith says. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, you know, part of everything that goes down at the end of this episode can be traced back to Faith's refusal to tell the truth. Now, the other half of everything that goes down is all on Wesley, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so Buffy goes home and is once again questioned about a murder. It's once the same again, guy. It's the same Once detective. again by Detective Stein. <laughs> um, so listeners, you may recall Detective Stein from Ted, uh, the first time Buffy was questioned about a murder. And from um, Becoming Part 2. The, the second, second time. time that Buffy was questioned about a murder. Although, actually, in that one, it was uh, he was questioning uh, Joyce about about Buffy's murder. Right. And then, yeah, this is uh, Detective Stein's third and, uh, unfortunately, final appearance. Uh, you say unfortunately. <laughs> Interesting. I, um, I have no real feelings about Detective Stein. He is a... Uh, he is a prop, essentially. But yeah, there's this um, there's this cutting back and forth between uh, Stein talking to Faith and talking to Buffy, and they get more or less the same story. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of puts the that puts the police off their trail at least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, then, actually, is there any follow? I'm actually having a hard time remembering. Is there any follow up? No, after no. That? Like, because like the only away. real thing is the Watchers Council. Yeah, and the mayor even comments that uh, they don't have enough evidence to put Faith or Buffy away. Yeah. Um, for what happened. Uh. So yeah, good job, Sunnydale Brass. <laughs> uh, to um, quote uh, Buffy, Principal Snyder, the least of sunnydale are deeply stupid <laughs> one of his best lines <laughs> apart from a geez summers you dress like a spaz <laughs> I, we, God, have I not that seen, we have not seen him in a while i think we haven't seen him since band candy have we um 
Uh, no, we saw him in Gingerbread because he was. Oh yeah, you're because right, yeah. he was he was um nutting to uh to to fascism. Yep. <laughs> nothing like a good nut. <laughs> uh, nothing like nothing like a good nut. Uh, All right, now that we've said nut too many times. Uh, <laughs> nut and words. <laughs> But, uh, so Buffy decides that she really can't take any more of this. She's like, I can't be questioned by Stein again. <laughs> so she goes to Willow's house and mm-hmm. they're about to talk. She wants to talk about all this crap that's gone down with Faith, which Willow is not aware of in the slightest. She just feels that Buffy has been setting her to the side because of because she wants to hang out with Faith more. And yeah, so Buffy just breaks down mm-hmm. and Willow just immediately um, says, oh no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't and... know my own strength. Yeah. <laughs> so what um, I love about this this scene, first of all, I love Willow standing up for herself. Like mm-hmm. I love that Willow has enough um, gumption to be like, you know what? you've made me feel shitty and I don't like feeling this way and you need to know about and, it. And then and this love... comes off much better than it did at the beginning of the season. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, and then I love that when B- Willow realizes the magnitude of what's going on with Buffy, she puts it aside and she's there for Buffy. Like, That's not to say that her concern isn't legitimate, but yeah, I, I do like how she puts, um, she puts like absolute compassion for her friend yeah. before that, which I think is important. I because yeah, because if your friend is obviously going through something, then the while your concern is legitimate, it, it if it's less than what your friend is going through, then you probably shouldn't pile onto it. Yeah. Um, but also don't forget about about your concern. Um, but yeah, have you ever had just those moments where you you keep something up for so long and you you feel like you can't tell anybody and then you finally get to tell somebody you care about and whether you, you're like worried about what they think of you or, or, um, just how, how they'd be disappointed in you or something like that, something to that effect but they're just the perfect people to be there mm-hmm. for you. They say everything you need to hear. It just makes those floodgates open. Oh, yeah. The, I've had, like, some good moments in that. Those are kind of, like, those are the moments when you kind of realize who your real friends are. Yep. And one day the... you will find real friends, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. Not if you frame me for something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a... Uh, Maybe I'll have some fun experiences in prison, like Orange is the New Black seasons one through three. I thought season four was really good. Oh, but I guess season four wasn't fun, though. Season four was very sad. (laughs) Yeah, season four ended with my favorite character getting killed. I was like... I thought you were going for more, like, quality. I was like, I thought season four was actually one of the best seasons. But, yes, I... (laughs) Yeah, season four is when the guards start cracking down. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the first one, Piscatella? Um, yes, yeah. 
because that's when they get like that's when the prison becomes like a private prison and they yeah. they've got like the overcrowding and they ship in um they, that's when like i think that's when all of the like old uh guards like get quit fired. or oh yeah they quit that's right and then they bring in all of the like um like ex-military uh yeah. new guards the, the fucking scary guards yeah um, um and then oof. season five was a disaster oh, and i i i stopped watching after that season five was such a mess season six was also really bad but i thought the show bounced back really well for season seven it it got yeah, back you've a little told me more... that bu- oh god yeah you've yeah you've told me that before and I, I don't know i just i feel so wronged that um i feel so wronged by uh season five that's that right. i i'm like you know what I'm not going to waste my time on this show anymore. That's totally fair. Yeah, season five. I can appreciate the, um, the, uh, um, the, the, the desire to do something new and different and creative, but it just failed so spectacularly. Yeah. Um, I think I, mean, I even came across a Facebook memory lately that said, oh, if you, if you look at season five of Game of, Game of Thrones, wow. If you look at season five of Orange is the New Black as a series of random sketches for a sketch show, it becomes a little more bearable. (laughs) I think it would have been better if it had been, um, like, if they had shortened the season and maybe made it, like, four or five episodes, like a a little mini season. But, yeah. yeah. I remember right before, uh, like, a couple weeks before season five of Orange is the New Black was dropped... I remember having a dream that they had released the season and I watched it and that the entire season was just 12 episodes of Piper and Alex in a room talking about their feelings. And that was it. That, that was, there was nothing else. And I, that, I remember like waking up from that dream and being like, no, anything yeah. like that. Um, so I take some solace that season five was not that. Yeah. Um any damn white characters. Um what were we talking about? Are we talking about Buffy here? Um <laughs> uh you were talking about how much fun you might have in prison. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure that I never ever watch the show Oz. <laughs> okay. Um so that was uh yeah, and and so she says everything to Willow. Um and Willow says you gotta tell giles this yep um yeah and then you get to the library and there's a really good scene where you just know that faith is already there like just the way that it's shot the way that that doorway is kept in the background of the shot of giles you know that faith is about to walk out of there and she does and yeah so any any sympathy you might have for Faith is gone because yeah because she's uh, <laughs> again we're back to the gaslighting no don't you see you murdered the guy <laughs> dude and and there's a there's a moment where Giles I don't know, viewers I don't know if you were convinced that Giles uh, believed Faith's story. I never for a minute did. Me neither. And yeah, at, at this point, now if she had told Wesley that, I would totally believe that Wesley would fall for it. But um, 
Yeah, like I knew the minute that, and this is, I know I've seen this episode before, but I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it, I knew that as soon as Buffy went in to talk with Giles that he's like, I know you didn't do it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely was just like, oh, he definitely knows Faith is lying. But I was holding a little space in my heart for if it was not that way, uh, to be angry about the, uh, the poor character uh, development. Yeah, happening. yeah. Because at this point, if if there there's a, given what the, everybody knows and what's been presented, if Giles legitimately did believe Faith over Buffy, that would be that would be one of the worst writing decisions yeah. of any Buffy episode. That'd be I I would say a huge betrayal of character. Um, yeah, and I and I and I really do hate that because that happens in some other tv shows Mm -hmm. you have you have these relationships that have developed sometimes even longer than the one that's developed between buffy and giles that seem to be thrown aside when new information is put forward and Mm -hmm. it annoys the crap out of me yep like come on man it's you gotta at least hear out the other person's (laughs) side of things this person that you've been friends with or some other relationship with for years. God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Giles... Uh, that's when Giles has this conversation with Buffy that, hey, sometimes civilians can get hurt. It's good versus evil. It's people fighting demons, so people are going to get hurt. Um, and I think... Uh, Maybe this is before this, but when when uh, Faith says, how many people have we saved? Um, yeah, and, that was uh, in uh, her conversation with Buffy, um, like, in the Sunnydale One Street set. Yeah, yeah. The um, And Buffy's right. Just because you do something good doesn't mean that that gives you uh, clearance to do something bad. It's, you have to just be good. Uh-huh. Um, it almost reminds me of a little Someone's bit. been watching The Good Place. <laughs> <laughs> it almost reminds me a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of like Christianity uh-huh. um, and religion in general. Um, and I remember seeing this post, and I think it might have been from somebody who's fairly religious. They say, um, you know... We, uh, we as Christians believe that doing good things rewards us and gives us, um, will get us into heaven and kind of gives us the clearance to, or maybe like even just going to church gives us the clearance to have a little bit of moral superiority over others. Some Christians believe that. I don't mm-hmm. think this person did. But um, hats off to the atheists and the agnostics that do good things just because it's good. What about um, the us who like to do bad things because they're bad well um, harrison that was last week's episode <laughs> you bad girl want take have and you know what's really interesting is just that they real had quick that... actually just i just do want to clarify like i don't actually have any intention of <laughs> framing anyone for murder or <laughs> like committing crimes <laughs> No, the uh, put that out there in the world. Yeah, the the running joke between us is that Harrison Harrison loves the devious part of being evil, but would never 
but he would never go with a follow through. Yeah. I like the attention that being evil. Gets <laughs> <me>. <laughs> he he just wants any excuse that he can to wear like a ridiculous, a ridiculously styled cape. Uh, <laughs> I I was just thinking like like all of those like insane outfits that they would have. Uh, Lana Perea Perea is that how you say it? The Evil Queen on Once Upon a Time. Those like insane like leather dresses and shit. <laughs> like speaking of which. In this episode, Faith, uh, for a good part of the second half of it, wears these leather pants that she's are bad hot. Now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not even gonna apologize for that. I'm, I'm like, if you guys think I'm objectifying her, those pants are so hot. <laughs> god damn. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Anyway, um, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> um. Oh yeah, uh, Giles. Um, says that if anything like this typically happens, if if a civilian does die, then you'd have to adri- you'd have to inform the Watchers Council, and uh, then they would determine what punishment is necessary. And then Giles um, immediately goes, "But fuck those guys." Yeah, he is he's done. He is done with them, and uh, they're basically trying to figure out what are they going to do. So they decide to bring Willow and Xander into this. Mm-hmm. However, sitting outside is a fucking little rat, Wesley Wyndham Price. Oh my god. And god. this is the thing, Giles is Wesley just proves Giles right. Like of why at least right now, um until they can kind of bring faith, you know, get through to her, why bringing in the council is such a bad idea because they're going to act exactly like we fucking see them act. Yeah, and and again, Wesley's not considering the shades of gray. Yeah. Um and it, he calls Harrison's favorite Buffy character Quentin Travers who for some reason has a uh, has like the password to his phone conversations be monkey. <laughs> Remember when passwords could just be like one word and not yeah (laughs) and not some random garble of characters (laughs) by the way i remember reading in xkcd do you know xkcd Uh uh-uh so it's a comic it's a web comic written by randall monroe that um pokes fun at a lot of pop culture but also can introduce like some pretty uh crazy technical stuff because he used Mm -hmm. to be a a robot programmer at nasa um but I remember one, one comic, one strip of XKCD, XKCD that he wrote, um, and it talks about how a password that's some random assortment of letters and numbers and different characters, uh, like a dollar sign or, a, or an ampersand or something like that, how that is actually easier to crack than a then a password that is three spell that is three spelled out unrelated words so hmm. so toffee toffee cereal truck is an is a better password than than like um a j eight um percent sign l r so the fact that all these password sites um the fact that all these password sites uh, require you to include special characters, uh, capitalized characters and numbers is kind of horseshit. 
And also, the three random words are easier to remember for the user. Mm -hmm. When you said toffee, I thought you were going to say toffee apple chew, which is the, uh, for listeners who listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno, that is (laughs) the name of a uh, a character named the Duchess. Uh, She owns a horse called toffee apple chew. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So when you started to say toffee, I was like, Toffee apple chew, uh, <laughs> but um, the uh, incidentally, that's what I'm changing all of my passwords to is toffee <laughs> apple chew. All right, prepare to get hacked. <laughs> the uh, so what's funny is um, the only reason I thought of toffee is uh, because we were just talking about the Watchers and their crazy British shit, and even though I know that toffee isn't exclusively British, for some reason the only times that come to me when i remember the word toffee is in british stories particularly harry potter stuff okay all right yeah i don't know i don't have toffee that often so (laughs) i want some now (laughs) i'm sure john had john strikes me as the kind of guy who has a if he could have a ornate glass bowl of toffees he would (laughs) um i don't know actually I don't think he cares for toffee very much because it's kind of like he doesn't like those kind of like gummy like really sticky stuff that like gets caught in the gets your it, teeth. yeah gets caught in your teeth yeah yeah um he has like a teeth thing so um, um, vagina dentate what vagina dentate okay it's when so, you have teeth in your vagina no 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 that's I'm I heard you stop doing that thing with your hands. <laughs> Um, (laughs) anyway uh so they're with uh xander willow and giles and or giles and buffy are with xander and willow and uh they're talking about what they should do with faith so at first i really did think that this episode i haven't seen this episode in a long time so i almost thought oh it's not gonna have any scenes with xander great (laughs) i'm gonna say great I'm gonna say though, I think Xander may have the best scene in the episode. I think he has my favorite scene in the episode. Maybe up there with Buffy and Willow's scene mm-hmm. um, that we just talked about. Um, but yeah, they're trying. Buffy does mention that like, hey, when you guys had that uh, had that intervention for me, didn't seem to go too well. Um, <laughs> which I believe. She's referring to the one where they find out that Angel's alive, not the one oh, where um, not Dead Man's Party. No, yeah, not Dead Man's Party. I mean, either um, way, neither of them went well. <laughs> I know, but she did say that uh, Xander, we almost uh, got into like fisticuffs or whatever. She said, uh, "She said we almost came to blows. We almost came to blows." Yeah. Um, so, and I do remember Xander specifically being the asshole yeah. in that in that intervention. Xander's so, um, response to that is, you almost came to blows, I almost came to loss of limb. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an accurate Good. description of how that fight would have gone I'm glad that you know your place, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Giles says, you know, it'll probably work better with one-on-one. So Xander says that he's going to talk to her, and this, and they're like, why (laughs) no rightfully so because there hasn't been any interactions that they've seen between uh between willow and wow 
I'm having a name problem right now. Between Faith wow. and Xander. Words. I know, I'm, I'm the worst <laughs> of words. Uh, but they uh, that's kind of when Xander reveals that he and Faith slept together. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing about this. They make Willow look strong, but then she goes to the bathroom and cries, which I can kind of understand why they did. But with with that really mellow music, it just seems so out of place with everything else in this episode. It it is it is a a bit of a non sequitur, especially since we seem to be past all the Willow and Xander stuff. Um, I do appre- appreciate though that it shows that um, how how you know it's not so clean cut you know those types of feelings just because you've moved past someone stuff like that can still sting and i also think there's a bit um yeah i totally agree and relate to that she says about um uh faith like um she has a line about like faith sharing her people or something like that and um I do think this also ties in a bit to not just her feelings for Xander, but her feelings about Faith as well. She's already feeling, uh, having, or she's felt um, rejected by Buffy in uh, in favor of Faith. And now she's finding out that Faith has, um, quote unquote, taken Xander as well. Um, so I... I yeah, I, I I I can see Willow's headspace. Um, I also really appreciate when Giles and Buffy have their their realizations of oh, oh, and then Buffy kind of looks to Willow, and Willow's like, I don't need to say oh, I I got it. Um, yeah. and you can see actually, I was I rewound the scene to watch. You can actually see um some really beautiful face acting from Allison Hannigan. Um, you can see Willow realizing it. Before Giles's first O or Willow, whoever says yeah. over, will you you do see Willow get there before the other two, but not say yeah. anything. She she really internalizes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's very interesting how um, Xander um, Xander thinks that maybe he and faith have a connection that they don't really have based on the fact that they slept together which yeah it sounds like a uh, sounds like your typical (laughs) recent non-virgin right i think yeah and it um yeah it really does kind of put into this perspective uh xander's kind of uh perspective on on what that was versus faith's perspective on what that was um which is interesting yeah um, but I, I do have to say this though, Xander never brags about it, mm-hmm. he, and and it feels like the majority of time that we've known Xander, he seems like the guy who would totally brag about it. Yeah, and maybe if he had another guy friend who wasn't mellow as Oz, <laughs> um, he would have just been like, oh yeah, you know that a uh, girl Faith totally plowed her mound. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah um but that's that character development he he got yeah um 
and even yeah, here, and he's they, very they, humble about when when telling them he only tells them because he has to like in this situation um, yeah so. um and uh, and this kind of carries over into the after the uh teen angst scenes um xander does end up going to faith and trying to talk to her and that's when faith Oof. gets real aggressive it's, um i mean yeah. it, it it's she she almost rapes him yeah it's definitely yeah. it is definitely played out like an attempted rape um yeah and and, um, and treated seriously um which is really important because you oftentimes um uh a, a man being raped by a woman um in yeah. television and film is treated as a joke um, yeah and it's not and i i appreciate um the show not you know treating this as serious as it is um yeah and you know um uh, unfortunately family guy is going to be my episode but i think other shows are are capable are are uh are guilty of this as well um there's an episode where uh peter's boss who is played by uh who's played by carrie fisher Mm -hmm. um she sees him without his glasses and so she thinks that he's the hottest thing in the world so she tries to come on to him and uh and um and he ends up telling lois about this he's like she's sexually harassed she's sexually harassing me and um and lois says men can't be sexually harassed Mm. and i think i think that was probably seth MacFarlane being aware of the issue um and maybe he was trying to point that out but i feel that that I feel like that's a big purveying thing because Mm -hmm. yes, women, women are the, the typical victim of stuff like this, but that doesn't mean that men can't be. And, and of course men have the onus to, Oh, they have to be tough or, Mm -hmm. and don't complain about getting any action or stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, men are typically not allowed to show their feelings anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because it shows soft. them as yeah, it shows them as soft. So I mean, respect male victims too. Yeah, um, it's and you know this is just one of those examples of how um, you know the the patriarchy because that's what this all stems from hurts yep. everyone. You know, n- like everyone is uh, is damaged by this system. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, before this whole this happens, though, Xander has um, he's trying to get through to Faith, and um, you know I had my initial uh, misgivings about what actually Xander um, could do to get through to Faith. But some of what he says is, I mean, he mentions like, yeah, I've seen you after a fight. I've seen you know I, um, I I've paid attention. I do see how you. Um, what you're like, so I can understand how this accident could have happened. Um, and it's something that we um, becomes more prevalent pre- prevalent later on in the series, but it's just a consistent character trait of Xander's, um, especially as he develops and matures, um, that he is paying attention. You know, he um, he's he's watching and 
when he puts his mind to it, he can be pretty insightful. Yeah. Um, and and we, it, we see just, a little bit of that here. Yeah, and obviously it'll it'll he'll lean more towards that as he gets older. Mm-hmm. Um and as the series goes on. But yeah, at this point, um Faith does talk about like, hey, let's let's do this thing, and Xander's like, No, I really just want to talk to you and she throws him on the bed and she says, like, I can do anything to you and then she says, like, I can even kill you, and then starts choking him and probably would have killed him. That's what if... I was going to ask. I was like, do you think Faith would have killed him if um, if Angel hadn't come in? Because I, I think she would have killed him. Yeah. By the way, look at Angel saving Xander. Oh, uh, that is the one thing I'm missing from this episode is the the immediate aftermath of Xander, or of Angel saving Xander. What does that look like? Does he, does he, like, fireman like carry him out like um does he (laughs) does he uh does does angel does xander say thank you i think i think post zeppo xander says thank you to angel for saving him yeah remember he did look to angel during the zeppo for like please get me out of here so i think i think they might be cool now i don't think angel or xander will ever be bros but uh, yeah and i'm okay with that i i do think yeah i wouldn't want to be xander's bro either (laughs) (laughs) um they can uh they can hang though they can yeah yeah angel angel uh whacks her in the face of the baseball bat which damn (laughs) oh my god i mean she's a slayer though yeah (laughs) what is what do slayers target vampires so he's pretty much bringing the he's pretty much bringing the worst possible thing into? into his room vampires turn into bats see how it all, oh. see how it all, all comes around oh. takes a little only... slugger to face his face i was trying to turn that into the kelly clarkson song but i i uh what face to face no the you know the one where she's like take a louisville slugger to hit both heads that's carrie underwood well don't tell ben <laughs> I'm gonna recommend this episode. <laughs> ben, you're you just really... wait until Ben hears about this. You're gonna really love Harrison in this one. He can't get <laughs> Carrie Underwood or uh, I almost said Kelly Rowland, um, Kelly Clarkson. Wow, <laughs> that, wow, that one would have been really weird. To Speaking of baseball bats, you are striking out right now. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's a sports thing, by the way. I understand baseball. I actually, I actually quite like baseball. Oh, okay, cool. We need to go to a bats game when it's safe to do so. I'd be really down for that. I haven't been to a baseball game in a long ass time. Um, I love going to the Louisville Bats games because they're never, they're uh, depending on when you go, like seventy five percent of the time they're like not crowded, mm. and then they have like stuff going on during all the between the innings. And, I mean, you also get, like, plenty of ballpark food and stuff like that. Yeah, let's do that sometime. Baseball, I, I like baseball because, well, growing up, it was, like, it was a sport I was pretty good at. Like, I was, um, I didn't do well, like, in the outfield, but I was a really good batter. Um, and because I'm pretty ambidextrous, I could bat both left-handed and right-handed. Oh, nice. And my coach fucking loved that because I would really fuck up pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd go up to the bat and... 
if I like if I like missed, I'd be like, oh, let's try it from the other direction. I just like <laughs> you would so mid mid at bat, you would change yeah. sides, and I didn't realize like I was I didn't realize it was like a thing. I was just like, you know, and the first time I did it, my coach was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I like after a while, he was like, oh my god, like this is like you're really good at that. So. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Harrison. That might be one of the hottest things I've ever heard about you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoy baseball. I don't like watching baseball on television. I find it very boring on TV, but I really like it. Um, oh yeah, no, it's much better going to the actual yeah. ballpark. And um, I also understand all the rules of baseball, which is why I don't like a lot of other sports. Is because I, especially why I don't really care for football, because I just cannot wrap my head around all the rules. So I'm just like we can we can watch some football sometime if you ever want to. I I know I, all the rules of football. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a big football fan, and I I I just have no desire to. I will say though, football is much better to watch on TV than baseball is. Oh, I mean, and I know I know there are like maybe two people who who listen to this podcast who are like, "Fuck you, Jason." <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like mean, baseball too. No, I just no, I don't I don't even really like football, but if I had to pick between watching a football game or a baseball game on television, I mean I'd pick a I'd pick a football game. Um it just doesn't baseball just does not translate well to TV because I think Yeah, you got to be there. Yeah, part of the fun of baseball is like is being there, being in the crowd and being like um yeah. So anyway, that's a uh, but yeah, so um, Faith wakes up and Angel has her chained up. Nice. And of co- so of course she makes a sexual reference to it. Rihanna's and, uh, S&M didn't exist at this point, but if it did... Uh, chains and whips excite her. <laughs> uh, but the... Uh, but yeah, and uh, Angel says like, oh yeah, I saw what you were doing with... Uh, so what you were doing with Xander, I guess he forgot the safe word. She's like, safe words for, what did she say? Uh, like, wussy, wusses, or wimps, yeah, or something I, like that? Yeah, I know she, yeah, safe words are for wimps, or something she like that. She definitely didn't uh, say for pussies, like. That's immediately what my head went to, because uh, it just seems like what you would say if this was on HBO. Yeah, um, um I, safe words are not for wimps, uh. Safe words are important, and if you are engaging in potentially uh, dangerous sexual play, have a safe word. And make sure that it's a word that, you know, you don't normally use while you're, mm-hmm. while you're, uh, while you're in the throes of passion, because nothing, nothing wrecks a, a lovemaking session more than an, a pro- an improperly timed safe word. <laughs> Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> your your safe word really shouldn't be "make me come, daddy." <laughs> yeah, like just go with toffee cereal. Toffee truck. apple chew should be your safe <laughs> word. <laughs> oh yeah, ow, ow, toffee apple chew. <laughs> now, toffee apple chew can't be my safe word because I frequently use it while making love, but. <laughs> <laughs> Also, is your password toffee apple chew? Like toffee apple chew, toffee apple chew. Every time you log, you get an erection every time you log into your email. <laughs> Oops, got a boner. All right, this and is, that's why Harrison got fired. This is uh, this has gotten 
out of hand, <laughs> like my erection problem. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want to have your erection in hand at work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's strike two. <laughs> have you um have you seen the uh, oh gosh the uh, the SNL sketch um, with Harry Styles where he uh, he's the Instagram. Like yes, account guy that, for Sarah. V. I think you showed that to me. Did I? <laughs> I just love at the end or that all the stuff, and she goes, "This is your first warning." <laughs> I love how he just constantly goes like, "No, but it's okay though." <laughs> they say you keep saying that, <laughs> but it's really not. <laughs> and then when he has the uh, the emojis are a. Um, like an eggplant emoji, a train, a ghost, a, a the a ghost, ghost one, and he's like, "What is that in reference to me getting railed to death?" <laughs> um, um, that is that sketch is so good because um, you can tell Bo and Yang wrote that sketch. It's off. It is authentically queer. Like you can, you can just like you know how sometimes I mean. I, I'm not. I don't know why I'm saying you know, Jason, because you won't. Um, but as a queer person, like you can tell when things are are authentically queer when they are um, <laughs> written uh, or created or whatever by actual queer people, um, because they have just uh, just those like little details that that yeah. that really um, th- that really ring true. So. Anyway, um, <laughs> this has gotten really out of hand. Oh my Ooh, god! Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've already said that this has gotten out of hand, and then I just went further. But um, <laughs> you know, this um, is my first warning. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, meanwhile, at the oh yeah, and so Angel is trying to convince Faith that like, hey, this isn't great. He, he's really trying to. Um, He's really trying to help her see the error of her ways, mm-hmm. which is a relationship that actually carries on quite a bit through the rest of the Buffyverse. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, Buffy is kind of standing right outside the uh, the garden, and uh, Angel's trying to tell her that, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be able... I don't know if we'll be able to help her or not. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try. Um, and he, and he does. Um, yeah, and, and meanwhile at City Hall, uh, the mayor and Trick see, uh, see the, like, oh, Buffy and Faith broke in, and they saw the two of them together, so now he says, uh, we, well, we don't have enough info, we don't have enough evidence to, uh, put them in prison, so Mr. Trick, you gotta take care of them. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Wilkins is pissed. He's not happy. No, he's not. Um, but yeah, uh, so back at the mansion, um, good old Wesley, just when it seems like Angel's making a little bit of, yeah, he's a little bit of progress. He's really starting to get through to her. Like, well, this is, this is Angel's thing. Like, I... I'm Angel. I know all about doing bad <laughs> shit and feeling guilty about it. 
<laughs> oh wow, Faith, you feel like you're so tough because you accidentally stabbed one guy in the heart. <laughs> Let me tell you about a little country called Ireland back in the day. <laughs> but then, <sighs> goddamn Wesley yeah. shows up and fucks up everything. Now, the big thing that I take away from this scene, or maybe not like the big thing that I take away, but one thing I didn't notice was the fact that these are watchers. They had Angel subdued. They did not kill him, though. Mm -hmm. They knew he was a vampire because Wesley brought out his big old cross. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine they probably had very strict orders not to kill Angel because they are already having a tough time keeping Buffy on a leash. Imagine, like, I I think they realized that, like, if, if they did something to hurt Angel, like, it's, Buffy's fucking done. She, um. (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, so they, they put Angel in a net, which I can only assume is gotta be, like, held together with some magic shit, because (laughs) it's Angel, he can, like, break out of a net. Yeah. (laughs) Um, then it goes into such a terrible terrible plan of um yeah just wesley and one other guy being in the car being in the back of the truck with a slayer mm-hmm. and it seems so stupid that she immediately she immediately is able to subdue both of them and get out of yeah. the truck yeah when they catch her i'm like yeah one of one pretty predictable things gonna happen yeah, it's yeah, and so uh, so she gets Angel out, and he's filling he's filling all of the Scoobies. Uh, Buffy goes and gets Angel out. He's filling all the Scoobies in on what happened, and uh, of course Wesley shows up, and uh, he says, "Oh yeah, Faith escaped." And she's like, "You let her go," and he's like, "I don't think that's a uh, I don't think that's a proper summary of what happened." <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the one time I agree with Wesley, I, I am a little like, Buffy, you know, he didn't let her go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before, uh, before Wesley does show up, um, uh, Giles is explaining that, oh, if the Watcher's Council has faith and she's on her way to England and Buffy immediately says, oh, well, we need to get her. But Willow kind of says, hey, why? why don't we just, <laughs> yeah, because she did kill a guy frame you Buffy and just try to kill Xander so why are we letting this happen it kind of shows that people are starting to give up on faith Mm -hmm. um and which obviously drives her to the mayor at the end of the episode yeah um and kind of fuels their relationship going forward but uh I don't think Buffy ever I don't think Buffy ever tries ever gives up on her um Mm -hmm. at least not well, at least not in the near future. Yeah. I guess well, I, I honestly, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to we'll rewatch have to, these episodes yeah, and see. I was going to say, we'll just have to keep watching. I guess we can keep watching. <laughs> um, I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, Buffy, yeah, as you said, Buffy's not, doesn't want to give up on her. And, um, 
At this point, Buffy doesn't want to give up yeah. on her. I also but think everybody else some, is starting to. It's a practical thing, too. It's just, like, if Faith doesn't want to go to jail, like, who's gonna, who's gonna put her in jail? Who's gonna keep her in jail? Yeah. Like, um, honestly, like, getting through to her and sorting this out um, amongst themselves is really one of the few options that they really have short of killing Faith. But yeah, but then, uh, but Buffy, again, showing that she hasn't given up on her, like, uh, Faith had earlier, had earlier said that if things ever got too crazy with the murder investigation, that they could just get on a boat and leave the country, which is what she's trying to do. Yeah. Which is what she's trying to do, but, uh, Buffy wants her to stay, um, but then Mr. Trick and the vampires show up, and... Uh, it starts off with uh, Buffy being like crushed by a crate. Yeah. So she's kind of out of commission. And um, even when she does get out from underneath the crate, um, she's hurt and Mr. Trick immediately just socks her in the face. Um, but yeah, Faith is able to kill the other vampires. And it really does... I'm not going to lie. At this point, it really does look like what Buffy says in the next scene, she could have left Mm -hmm. and it really looked like she was going to leave. Um, but, uh, but before Mr. Trick can bite Buffy, um, faith stakes him. And this is one of the best vampire deaths ever. It's a good death. (laughs) I do like the, cause what's he say? He kind of like, he looks, Oh no. Yeah. This isn't good. I am. I hate that they kill off Mr. Trick, though. I, oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, it's, it sucks that they kill him off, but what a way to go. Yeah. Because normally, normally all the other also-ran vampires just turn to dust. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not good. Um, it's... I, so, I, you know, I'm going to do my little tribute real quick to Mr. Trick. Um, Mr. Trick was cool. Like, I liked Mr. Trick. I thought he was such a cool character. Um, I, the actor who plays him... Um, uh, K. Todd Freeman, I thought, brought just so much charisma to the role. Um, yeah, it and... really would have been fun seeing what it was going to be like going forward with him yeah. if he had continued with the mayor's plans. Because yeah. he and the mayor had a good rapport. And uh, it feels okay. So it feels like his death is done entirely so that Faith can join the mayor. But yeah. what if Faith joins the mayor anyway? And then we've got this, like, trio. And also, I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, uh, this show doesn't handle race super well. Mr. Trick is one of the few uh, black characters on the show. Um, And basically to see him get killed off in the service of, uh, of the arc of a white character... Um especially a white character who has already had a black character killed off in service of her arc, um, referring to Kendra, yeah. is... Uh, I got you, I'm there. <laughs> you know, it's it's disappointing to see. Um, so It's not great, and had Buffy been made today, I'm sure things would have been different. I'm hopefully. sure that there's... I mean, I, I've been reading the Boom comics, but I mean... Uh, it, I'm sure there's like probably the possibility of having uh, people of color mm-hmm. as a 
supporting characters. Yep. Um, I think even uh, there was a rumor going around that they were planning on rebooting Buffy with a um, yeah with an African American lead. I haven't seen any news about that recently. Um, I think I think that might have been if it was ever real, then it uh, probably died. It was um, real. Um, it was okay. yeah. Because um, they they had a showrunner announced for it as well. Um, although it was really unclear if it was a reboot or if it was going to be like a spinoff about like a oh, new yeah, Slayer. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but I don't think there's been any news about it one way or the other like since the announcement. I would be so into that. Like if that, I think, especially if it were a spinoff. I, I don't necessarily yeah, need, like need a reboot. I'd like to but... see it. I'd like to see it follow um, a new Slayer because there was, there did seem to be a little bit of a boom of supernatural shows, um, not just following Buffy, but also more recently following mm-hmm. Supernatural and everything like that. Um, but it also seems like that's kind of dying. Um, a lot of the supernatural shows that were on CW yeah. or uh, or on Sci-Fi. Uh, were um, they've they've kind of reached their ends, so I don't know. It'd be cool to it'd be cool to get back to um to something to something like that. Especially yeah. if uh, I would love. I mean, hell, if Jane Espenson could be the uh, showrunner for it, I'd be so down. I would follow Jane to the ends of the world. Also, she's so nice in person. Um, I believe that she seems cool. Um, she wrote band candy. She has to be cool. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Those are the she's, rules. She's totes cool. Um, so anyway, this episode ends with um, they Buffy and Giles basically are just like, okay, so we haven't completely lost faith. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's immediately undercut by Faith uh, going to the mayor's office. Um she says to the mayor, you sent your guy to try to kill me. And he's basically like, yeah, I did. And the fact that you're standing here. I think the me... reason that he has that gusto is because he's invincible at the moment. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's she going to do? Because you're probably wondering, like, <laughs> what? We just were talking about, like, oh, what are people going to do against Faith? Well, what's Faith going to do against the mayor? <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> um but she says, uh, he says, yeah, and the fact that you're standing here means my guy's probably dead. And she's like, yeah. So, looks like you got a job opening. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, it's, and this, what she does now is definitely going to, uh, is definitely going to be uh, a big thing that puts Mayor Wilkins on the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was kind of an afterthought. Um, Giles did say, uh, Willow tried looking up stuff on the mayor, see, uh, yeah. see if you can get into any of, any of his accounts or anything like that. Which I don't know. That's kind of a, it's kind of a bold thing for <laughs> to ask a high schooler right? to do. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, when you when you get the chance, uh, hack into the mayor's uh, personal accounts. Um, uh, I do love how this happened, though. The way that these two arcs have, um, uh, these two initially very separate arcs the faith arc and the mayor arc have been weaved together um and done so in a way that makes perfect sense like when yeah when faith joined the mayor the, when i first watched i was like ah oh, 
of course Faith is gonna join the mayor like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it um, it 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 makes me think of season seven of Dexter, mm. which had so I think it had individually good story arcs. Mm-hmm. It had three good individual arcs of Laguerta finding out uh, about Dexter. Yeah. Um, Being Isaac a good and, detective for the first yeah, time in her fucking life. <laughs> Isaac and Hannah McKay. Mm-hmm. I think those are all three really good story arcs, but they never did weave together. To and if they had, I think it would have been one of the best seasons. I agree. Um, but I, yeah, way... it was like the uh, yeah they just kind of dealt with the Isaac stuff after six episodes, and that Hannah McKay then came to prominence, and then Laguerta's story was just the first two episodes, and then maybe the last two episodes. Yeah, it was like a bookend. It was weird. Yeah, it was it was very disjointed. And I still enjoy season seven just because of the individual parts, but it it would have been so much better if they had mushed it all together well. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so consequences. Uh, yeah. Any uh, no Oz in this episode? No um, Oz. They, um, I believe he was filming one of the Austin Powers movies. Um, at the time <laughs> oh my god i i never i i never thought at, until this moment of how those two things had to be happening at the same time buffy and austin powers yep <laughs> wow uh, so yeah um what uh what what are your final thoughts uh jason um like I said, this episode seems a tad repetitive with all of the faith therapy scenes, <laughs> even though each one individually is pretty good. It, it also just seems like... It, it just seems odd tonally, especially that random interjection of the, oh, Willow's sad about Xander mm-hmm. having sex. Um it, it, it just seems strangely paced. There's good stuff yeah. in it, but it's almost like season seven of Dexter. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't seem to come together to make an extremely memorable whole. So I will give it um, two and a half dusted black vampires. Um, I'm... I also, yeah. It's, Which is uh, more than Buffy ever had. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, I agree that it is uh, a little choppy and, um, as we mentioned, very transitionary, um, very much a uh, table setting episode for a lot of the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but what really works, really works. It's it's function over form. Yeah. So I'm going to give this episode um, three out of five kinky chains. There you go. Uh, do you have a drinking game for this week? Um, take a drink for every faith therapy scene. Damn, that was going to be mine. Ah, fuck. Um, okay. Um, take a drink. So I'm going to go the opposite direction. Take a drink anytime Willow has zero sympathy for Faith. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, we did get a shout out to uh, Michael the Warlock. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They're he and, to, he uh, and Will are still trying to turn Amy back into a human. Uh yes. I like how she refers to it as de-ratting. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh yeah. Next, you know, that's so, a yeah. life lesson. If you always ever turn yourself into always a remember rat, Amy. Um, <laughs> um, if you ever have to turn yourself into a rat, make sure someone knows how to turn you back. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, Jason, why don't you take us out? I'll do my best for you, buddy. Oh. My uh, my hot switch hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't think that's what a switch hitter actually is. Nope, but it's not. Uh, I'm, I, I know more about football and hockey than I do about baseball, but I know a decent amount about baseball. Hold there on. are a couple of... Uh, so actually, real quick, when you said, I don't think that's what a switch hitter is, were you referring to what, what were you referring to in baseball? Yes. Uh, then actually, you are right. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's someone who bats both Great right-handed and left-handed. But um, in like slang terms, it's um, a uh, would refer to like um, uh, someone who's bisexual. Oh, okay. So and that's yeah, why. That's I why. I feel like I knew that when you said that. I was like, "No, nah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just." regular old gay um but then i was like oh he might have been talking about baseball <laughs> i was talking about baseball anyway uh thank you for joining us on booze and buffy we'll be back next week with doppelgangland which might be one of the best episode names in the entire series um yeah i and <laughs> i mean just like one of the best episodes i'm so stoked i think we're gonna it's been a while since i've seen it but i do remember enjoying it it's so, so much fun i um i um uh, it's gonna be a good one all right i'm yep. harrison uh you can find me on instagram at harrison alexander kaufman and on twitter at harrison kaufman that's spelled c-o-f-f-m-a-n uh, you can also find my blog about horror at uh, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com after uh, when this episode drops I will have posted a review of I believe that week will be Juon uh, the, uh, the original ring the, uh, no the original no, excuse me the original grudge, grudge. <laughs> the original ring is the... Ringu yep um, and I'm excited I swear I know stuff guys <laughs> I swear uh, I'm excited it's been a minute since I've revisited Juon but it's such a good movie um, oh, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij357. That's Y-A-M-I-J-A-Y. And on Twitter at just plain old yamij. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. That's A-N-D spelled out. You can also find us on YouTube where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Smash that like button. (laughs) Destroy it. What? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we are highlighting the Center for Constitutional Rights. 
The Center for Constitutional Rights works with communities under threat to fight for justice and liberation through litigation, advocacy, and strategic communications. Since 1966, they have taken on oppressive systems of power, including structural racism, gender oppression, economic inequity, and governmental overreach. Please visit www.ccrjustice.org for more information. That's C like cat, C like cat, R like rat, justice.org. Justice like justice. Yeah, justice is spelled like justice. Uh, so that's just ice. Um, anyway, go slay. And be gay. Hasta la later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>